Prepare to experience the strongest radio allowable by law. Secrets will be revealed. Myths dispelled. From the studio gym where excuses never apply. It's Superhuman Radio with your host, Carl Lenore. Welcome back to another episode of Superhuman Radio. We have a timely show for you today. We're going to be talking about sex differences and coronavirus. Uh, today is uh, March the 13th. It's Friday the 13th. Gosh, I hope nothing bad happens. And uh, we have to thank our title sponsor, and that is uh, Legendary Foods, uh, the makers of the Tasty Pastry, uh, the Pop-Tart 2.0, 9 grams of protein, less than 1 gram of sugar, uh, 3 to 4 grams of impact carbohydrates. It's the healthy way to snack. And it's great for your kids, too. Get them off the junk. Get them on the uh, Tasty Pastry. They won't think it's healthy. They'll think it's just good. Also, while you're at the uh, EatLegendary.com website, uh, please check out their nut butters because they're unparalleled. There's nothing like them out there uh, at all. Today, uh, we have uh, Ronnie Milo on because he is my co-host for the Renew Life Rx show. We're not playing the music today, Ronnie. I thought we would go without the music uh, because I think it's confusing to people who think you're... uh, Adam Lamb. Adam, yeah, yeah. yeah. So. Well, Adam got to do the show last week. Yes, he did. And we, I got a lot of heat for it, too. A lot of people, because apparently he had been on, like, Ben Greenfield's show. Yeah. yeah. And people just, like, reached out to me and were like, that dude, that I'm like, that dude's been on my show for two years. Now you just found out? You yeah. Know, like, give me a break. Yeah. So when he went on that show, we probably got about 100 new inquiries a day in the clinic. Yeah, I bet. Well, yeah, uh, I've been crazy busy. I've been working seven days a week. Uh, he's been working seven days a week. All our staffs working seven days a week. All the doctors. So it's uh, pretty, uh, pretty busy right now. Yeah, that's a good thing. That's a really good. Yeah, thing. yeah, that was a good thing. So uh, when, when people don't know this, but when when you first connected your camera, you had like a face mask on, right? You had like a bandana mm-hmm. around your face, yeah, but like a ninja mask, a ninja mask, because you don't yeah. want to catch coronavirus, right? Right, right. Because you never know; it could be going through the uh, the. Uh, Internet waves these days. Everywhere. It's everywhere. Yeah. ha So this yeah. morning I was at the gym uh, training, and this guy, this old dude, comes up to me, and we're talking coronavirus. And uh, he picks his nose while he's talking to me like this, <laughs> coughs into his hand, you know. And then right. he mentions to me that he has MRSA. Yeah. Excellent. This is after he fist bumped me. I only fist bumped him. That's all I did. He had his gloves on. Yeah. And I thought, oh, man, now I got to go and sterilize my hands and what do i do this guy's like he didn't cough in my face he was standing up i was sitting down doing uh seated uh, shoulder presses yeah and you know he turned his head and he coughed into his hand uh, but during, during the conversation he's like yeah well i got MRSA." i was like you, you still have it or oh no once you have MRSA, you have it for the rest of your life i'm like oh thanks man yeah. thanks for stopping by <laughs> yeah, thanks Keep, for letting me know appreciate it move now yeah. move now yeah yeah uh, we, had a, we had a baseball game last night and uh uh their guess, I guess, they're mandating when we uh, when the game is over, can't shake hands anymore. You got to fist bump everybody because they don't want transmission of it. So, and everybody wants to be the catcher now because you get to wear the catcher's mask. Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. Oh, you yeah. don't have to worry about anybody. I was, catcher. I was the catcher, so I had to wear all the gear. How do you so. how do your knees handle that? I, you know, my uncle was a catcher for the the Dodgers and then the Mets. Yeah. Um, Joe Pignatano, and so like and and he. 
always, I mean, he was always in that squatted position. Never had problems with his knees. I don't understand how people can do that and not have problems with that. Like nowadays, the catchers have this wedge-shaped piece of foam that they wear on the back of their legs. So yeah, when they get into that position, they yeah. he called them pussies. He's like, uh, they want to sit. You can't sit on your heels. He says you got to be on the balls of your feet the whole time. That's all. Yeah, when when I was playing, they just came out with them, and it was kind of like if you wear them, then uh, like you said, you're you're a pussy. Yeah. So we didn't wear them. My knees are all right. You know, I, they're they're banged up. I mean, you know, I've been an athlete my whole life. Uh, I didn't really start having knee problems till late late in my life. Um, but I fixed them through peptides, stem cells, all that stuff. So I got really no issues with them. Yeah, interesting. So. so uh, there's a little bit of research coming out of uh, China right now that shows some sex differences between men and women as it relates to dying from coronavirus. But there's a lot of unknowns in this number because mm-hmm. we know that uh, uh, Chinese men, almost like 80% of the Chinese male population smokes. So they already have compromised lung function. Mm-hmm. And... Um, but it's uh, uh, it's slightly skewed towards men. It's like 2.6 to 1.4, the death rate of uh, men over women right now. So you would think, oh, wow, you know, men die more frequently um, from, from this coronavirus than, than women. But mm-hmm. there's some really good studies out there. One of them that you and I shared this morning that look at overall immune function and ability to resist certain types of assaults on the body. Mm-hmm. And I don't want to give it away here, but like I want to, I, I think I've decided that during the coronavirus, I'm going to identify as a woman because right. their immune systems are so much better than men's. Well, it's progesterone and estrogen, right? But after menopause, they start to go down. So then they start to, to see the effects that men get. You know what I mean? So, you know, it's, it, it's a very tough time right now because there's a lot of, um, I guess hype going on with the coronavirus and my mother always tell you there's, there's always good out of a bad situation. And the good for us is now we get to understand how the role of hormones play in immune function. Right. And I've been pretty much studying this for about a week now and I'm pretty, pretty good at uh, understanding immune function before I, I had a little bit of knowledge of it. Right. We understood it cause we tested on our labs, you know, we test for basophils, eosinophils, lymphs, uh, all that stuff. So we kind of understand like on the surface, how to, you know, look at it. Now it's kind of like, all right, since this coronavirus is the big topic, I got to be on my game. So it's really understanding what the, the uh, immune system does, you know, and uh, you almost become a professional in it, trying just to learn as much as you possibly can with the cor- correlation between the hormones and the uh, immune system, right? Yeah. So, well, and so the interesting thing about this is that we talk about, so estrogen definitely confers and progesterone definitely confers some real benefits when it comes to immune function. In fact, women have a much greater ability to fight off bacterial infections than men do. Mm-hmm. Right. Um, which speaks to this whole, um, you know, baby talk. Oh, well, progesterone is a female hormone. Estrogen is a female hormone. And it's, you know, this, we, hopefully we've left some of that stupidity behind by now. Right. That they're all human hormones. They just mm-hmm. occur in different ratios, and in women at different times, depending on the luteal phase or the follicular phase of their of their menstrual cycle. And right. so, women tend to be more susceptible to getting sick uh, during the luteal phase, mm-hmm. and progesterone tends to be higher. 
at that point in time. Right. I thought that was kind of interesting. Like, is it is it the higher progesterone or is it the lower estradiol? You, 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 they don't. They haven't been able to tease that out. In fact, they're very cautious to say we're unsure if this is because of high progesterone or lower estrogen. Right. Any well, thoughts? And the, yeah, in the study, it shows that the, once the either or progesterone or estrogen estrogens are, are elevated, they create more antibodies in the system, and they're more susceptible to getting sick, autoimmune diseases. Right? We have a lot of females that come to the clinic with many more women get autoimmunity. Yeah. yeah. And then the study it kind of confirms that a you know at higher progesterone levels or estrogen levels that uh, they create more antibodies that create more um, resistance, if you will, you know, to these type of uh, uh, illnesses. So, did you catch that from the study? Yes, yes, okay. and, and that's the other thing. The reality is, it's it's a real give and take. It's not like one does better than the other. One mm. does better with some things, and worse with some things than the other. And right. with women, it's a sliding scale depending on where they are in their menstrual cycle. I mean, it's a, uh, it, which actually started making me think about making gains in the gym. It seems to me that there's different phases of a woman's uh, period that she mm-hmm. is more prone to resolving inflammation because of uh, and, and cytokines and, and, uh, and, and interleukins that seem to be present and then mm-hmm. they kind of go away. And if a woman could really get her, uh, if a woman could really dis- understand where she is in her cycle, she could actually time her training. Like, okay, this is the time to really crush it. This is the time to back off a little bit and make the greatest gains in that 28-day period. Right. And, and when they're pre-menopause, right, before menopause, they're probably, they're, their body goes through homeostasis multiple times a month, obviously, to account for the menstrual cycle. Once they stop producing, you know, eggs through the ovaries and they go through the menopause phase, everything subsides, then you start to see, you know, implications of, you know, illnesses and stuff in that nature, plus osteoporosis, things like that, because of the downregulation of those master hormones, right? And if you look at it in a whole, the immune system is very intricate just like the sexual hormone system right there's a bunch of different things that work uh for you against you with you uh same with the hormoning system but you know what it is is i tell a lot of people if you're if you're trying to to complete a puzzle and you know what the the picture looks like but you're missing the pieces the body will go away right and then that point when when hormones are, are are up or they're down the immune system can't function accordingly because they're missing pieces of the puzzle. You know what I mean? So it's a, it's a very hard point to balance, but I think we could start to identify a bunch of different things by specifically targeting hormones. Then the body will obviously create homeostasis, and then everything else will start to, to, to maintain itself. The other thing that I discovered from reading some of this research is that women who are on uh, um, birth control, Mm-hmm. Their their immune systems are all jacked up because of the birth control because it's basically like pushing them into early menopause when you think about it. Chemi- right. Chemical menopause we can call it chem- chemical menopause really. Yeah, because you're messing with their hormone levels, right? You know, the, it's the body's trying to maintain homeostasis, but if we're giving it something, it's too much of it, then the body just goes haywire. Well, and when we look, most of the oral uh, uh, um, birth control pills are progestin based. Mm-hmm. Except the ones are that are antibiotic based, like the uh, 
the tricyclics, I think they're called. Mm-hmm. Um, when you look at that and you then you go back and look at, oh, wow, women are much more susceptible to getting sick, getting an infection during the luteal phase. And the luteal phase is actually when their progesterone levels are highest. But mm-hmm. that, that's just a window in 28 days that that happens. When you're on uh, a progestin-based birth control pill, it's all month long that your body is, is susceptible to getting sick because that, that, right. that you're just basically taking the luteal phase and making it every, the whole period. Right. But also remember, too, is when they get their, their menstrual cycle, they're able to eliminate blood, which men aren't. So if there's bacteria in the blood, anything that can cause um, you know, uh, immunity, autoimmunity or, or infections, they're able to get rid of the blood through the menstrual cycle. Men, we, we just can't do that unless we give blood. Uh, that's why we always recommend to give blood. So um, that's another benefit that they have, obviously, for, for health and longevity. Uh, once that stops, then you start to see antibodies get uh, brought back up and then see a decrease in white blood cell count, obviously, through the hormonal base. And in, in the study, it, it kind of identifies when progesterone and estrogen are, are within normal limits or within, within good, good, with good limits, good measures, their body creates white blood cells. Right. But white blood cell creates T helper cells, you know, the whole kind of uh, immune functioning systems. Once the, the, the hormones actually downregulate and they stop producing, then the white blood cell count don't get uh, they don't get as made as much. So then there's more acceptability for for infection. So we, we've heard a lot about the NK killer cells over the years and how important mm-hmm. they are. And they yeah. are actually the ones that kill viruses. Um, and so NK killer cells are com- almost completely disrupted when you use uh, oral birth control, proge- progestin-based birth control pills. And when you think about that and you, you just kind of overload, say, okay, this is true here. If we flip it over and put it over here and you say, okay, women who have gone through menopause and uh, now all their hormones are tanked, this is when, you know, and we, and we chalk it up to aging. It's like, it's like there's a clock inside of our body that goes, oh, you're 60 years old now. We're not going to fight infections anymore. We're not going to fight bacteria anymore. It's not. It's because these hormone levels change. And they, In fact, we've known that sex hormones influence the immune system mm-hmm. since the early research on pregnancy. Because, in fact, um, one of the roles of uh, one of the inflammatory cytokines, I can't think of the name of it now, it's actually it's responsible for implantation of uh, of the fertilized egg mm-hmm. in in the uh, is it the endometrium I guess is where it, it puts itself. Like if right. you don't have that inflammatory cytokine, you'll just keep miscarrying. You know, you think you're pregnant for a month or two, and then nothing happens. And so we know the immune system and and sex hormones they they have a very close relationship. They help each other. Mm-hmm. And and so it shouldn't be any mystery to people that your levels of testosterone in men, because keep in mind, guys, when we talk about testosterone, we talk about estrogen too for men because we make our estrogen from our testosterone. We don't have a gland in our body like an ovary that makes estrogen for us. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, uh, when we when we look at the role of hormones – and how they influence healthy immune function and response. It's undeniable. And to think to think that it, oh, I can take a birth control pill, or, you know, I went through menopause, I'm not going to worry about it. Uh, I'm, I'm sure that if I eat right and I exercise right, no. You're, not, you're still going to come in contact with pathogens and viruses that you were able to resist in the past. 
that mm-hmm. now they're going to take you down. And, you know, right. th- th- and this really speaks to the 30,000-foot view, which is about how being healthy in the first place has been overlooked in this country. Because people want to sit and play on their iPhones. They don't want to do anything that's moderately strenuous. They want to eat crap food. They want to rob themselves of, 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 of life-healing sleep. And then when something like this comes around, it's like, oh, when uh, the people who have uh, uh, compromised health conditions are most at risk, that's like 50% of our population because they're talking about anybody who has type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. You know, you, I mean, the, the, almost half the population is sick because mm-hmm. they're lazy fat asses today. Right. Yeah. I mean, I've seen a graph that says, you know, if you are, you know, diabetic, if you have cardiovascular disease, if you have autoimmune disease or anything like that, the rate of the coronavirus is higher. And I don't know if that's true, but um, that makes sense, right? Because if you have those type of things, you already are in an inflamed state. So the, uh, the immunity uh, uh, and the body is actually down. So you're more susceptible to get these kind of, uh, viruses in the first place in the first right. place. Yeah. And I, and I had a client actually email me this morning and, and I didn't, you know, ask her anything. And she, um, you know, she's a client with us and she's on hormones obviously. And she said that she went to see her grandkids. Her grandkids were sick, you know, snotting, sneezing and coughing on her and she didn't get sick. And I said, well, see, once we normalize the hormones and we get the hormones working, your immune system works better. And she's like, that's the first time that I went to see my grandkids and I've never gotten sick from them. And I'm like, well, that's great. That's great. That's good. That's good work. The other thing that hormones do for us that influences the immune system is they have the ability to mitigate stress. Mm-hmm. And what, you know, one of the first things that women talk about when they start going through menopause is like, Everything rattles them, you mm-hmm. know, and they'll say to you, you know, there are things that I used to be able to, you know, work, take care of the baby, come home and cook, take it in stride and nothing bothered me. But now the littlest thing just sends me off the edge. And and you uh, estradiol specifically blunts adrenal response. Right. So when es- mm-hmm. when estrogen starts to drop, it's almost like the gas pedal becomes unfettered mm-hmm. and every little thing. Things that used to take you from zero to 10 miles an hour now take you from zero to 60 miles an hour. And so, and, and we know that stress depletes the immune function. It depletes Absolutely. the immune system. So mm-hmm. if every little flipping thing is freaking you out, making you stress out, you're, you're like, you, you, you have a, a thin veil covering you from getting sick all the time because your immune system is jacked from all the stress you live, the self-imposed stress you live under right right also you know know, it's also diet control as well but we we ask a lot of um control questions before they it's a good screening process before they become a client a lot of the questions are you know do you suffer from emotional uh issues anxiety depression uh if they do say yes and we do get the blood work back most likely their estrogens if it's a woman are are low if it's a man most likely testosterone is low or could be both then when we do our follow-ups, we do follow-up every two weeks. We ask them, you know, how are you feeling? How's your mood? How's your anxiety? Nine times out of ten, we get, uh, oh, it's better, right? I, I don't have anxiety no more. Things don't don't tick me off, or I'm sleeping better, or my depression's gone. You know, I have more motivation to do things. So it's more of like a uh, 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 a success correction for these people, uh, for the clients, 
Uh, and then, you know, we're, we're alleviating a lot of the symptoms that they're having, which uh, they haven't had any success doing that before. Yeah, because nothing in their lives have changed except the way they respond to it now. That's mm-hmm. all that's right. changed. They still have the right. same kids that are bratty. They still have the same job that sucks. They still have all the same problems they had before. But now they're just not they're not dealing with it the same way. They're not getting pushed over the edge all the time. That's the power of these hormones. Right. Oh, yeah. It's very important. Very important. Yeah. Uh, I want to go ahead and take our first commercial break real quick. When we come back, we're going to talk more about this. The, the bottom line is this. Women have a much better immune system uh, than men do. And it's because of the uh, extra progesterone and uh, estrogen that circulates in their body. Right. So what does that say about guys who immediately get on aromatase inhibitors when they get on testosterone? Are they, are they compromising their immune system? Let's address that when we come back, okay? Stay tuned. We'll be right back. Do you remember those delicious toaster pastries you had when you were a kid? You know, the rectangular sugar-filled snacks? Well, guess what? Legendary Foods has just made low-carb toaster pastry. This is the first of its kind, and honestly, these things are amazing. They have three to four net carb, less than one gram of sugar, and nine grams of protein. You can eat them right out of the wrapper or lightly toast them. The only question is, which flavor? Strawberry or brown sugar cinnamon? They're available at eatlegendary.com and Amazon. Men and women, you've heard about hormone optimization. Do you feel like it's something you want to look into? RenewLifeRx.com is the place to start. Their doctors can help you with the solutions. RenewLifeRx.com has a simple process for lab work, consultation, and taking a deep dive into where your hormone levels can be improved. Superhuman radio listeners get 30% off your initial lab work and consultation. Go to RenewLifeRx.com to schedule your no-obligation phone consultation today. Feel younger, get in better shape, and be more productive at RenewLifeRx.com. Redcon One is one of the fastest-growing supplement companies in the world today. That's because they produce supplements that deliver on their promises. From their flagship pre-workout Total War to their innovative whole food MREs and bars, now you can get the deepest discount ever offered to any audience anywhere. Use code SHR and get 25% off all Redcon One products today. SHR and 25% off. Go to redcon1.com. That's R-E-D-C-O-N, the number one, dot com. 7,451. That's how many people kick the bucket, buy the farm, or cash in their chips every day in the United States. Yep, that means five people are going to meet their maker during this commercial. And no, our commercials are not the cause. Half of those who punch the clock for the final time will do so without life insurance. Call Big Lou at Term Provider before you are number 7452. If you're a 50-year-old male, a tad porky with a touch of diabetes, $1 million of term life insurance may only cost about 200 bucks a month. With more verified five-star reviews than any other Lou on the radio, Big Lou has saved thousands of people thousands on their term insurance premiums. Stop procrastinating and call Big Lou today at 800-560-0301. 800-560-0301. Remember, Big Lou's like you. He doesn't want to be number 7,450. 
Call 800-560-0301 or BigLou.com. New Mass Pro Synthogen X2 just upped its own legendary game. To distance itself even further from the rest of the pack, Synthogen X2 now has double the key active ingredients. If you've ever wondered what steroid-like recovery feels like, Synthogen X2 delivers. See why others compare it favorably to powerful bodybuilding drugs at Synthogen.com. Mass Pro Synthogen. When you train with it, you'll gain with it. You've heard me talk about the chill pill on the show and how effective it is at helping people who suffer from social anxiety or sometimes when you just want to take the edge off uh, to a long, stressful day. Well, listen to this story from Dylan Goutreau. Definitely takes anxiety away, which I have a long history of. (laughs) having started out at two milligrams a day of Xanax that was at eight years old and so I stopped using benzos three years ago extremely difficult yeah so I spent about three years trying to find anything and everything I could that would be healthy for me um to help with anxiety because I'm talking you know full bull out panic attack the the chill pill was the first thing that I've found that actually in the middle of a panic attack I can take and it definitely uh, subsides go to drseeds.com that's dr R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your first bottle of the Chill Pill. Check it out. I promise this is one supplement that delivers. This is the Superhuman Channel. Evolution just got kicked up a notch. doing too many things at one time hold on one second i can't i can't i was opening a file at the same time while i was trying to switch the cameras uh okay welcome back we're talking about coronavirus and hormones so what are your thoughts on this uh this idea of uh suppress uh estrogen at all costs for men i mean i know that it backfires in a lot of other areas but what about uh the guys who are keeping their estradiol level so low because they think it's better for their physique and their mm. exposure to uh, viruses. Right. Well, I mean, obviously, if you look at what the body produces are lymphocytes, right? Once you start to eliminate estrogen, your body starts to eliminate. If you're testosterone dominant and estrogen um, negative, the body will actually, uh, I guess, eat the lymphocytes, right? Unless you have a, a correct hormone imbalance, right? Estrogen is showing to, to, to create more lymphocytes. Lymphocytes obviously help with uh, immune function. So once you start to crash the estrogen and, t- and testosterone becomes dominant, then the testosterone will actually eat the lymphocytes and lower the, uh, the immune function. Um, so plus, I mean, there's a bunch of different side effects associated with low estrogen levels. A lot of guys, um, you know, at the clinic we'll do you know, we'll tell them, you know, the doctor will tell them to take, you know, 0.5 milligrams of estrogen based on their labs. Uh, they'll get up in the morning, they'll have a little bit of water retention, they'll have a little bit of nipple sensitivity, and then they start to use maybe two or three a week. Then they come back and they're like, I'm having uh, sexual problems, I can't sleep, um, my joints hurt, I'm having uh, hot flashes at night, uh, I just don't feel right. I'm like, okay, well, let's go ahead and look at the labs, we'll do the labs, and then a doctor come back and be like, what is he taking? Like he's taking, you know, an astrazole. Well, he's taking too much of it. Tell him to do the recommended dosage of 0.5. So we see that a lot of times. People, they'll start to feel the symptoms and they'll go ahead on their own and they'll just start taking more astrazole because they think more is better. But actually they'll crash their estrogen and then they call us and they're like, I'm having these symptoms. What's the problem? Basically contributing to low estrogen because they crashed it themselves. You know, the... the, um 
this um, false message that really evolved from Dan Duchesne and the bodybuilding community that uh, estrogen is bad for men, uh, makes you hold water, um, it'll make you fatter. You know, there's actual studies that show that men on uh, HRT who took an uh, aromatase inhibitor versus men who were on the same dose but didn't, the Mm -hmm. men who didn't, who had higher estradiol levels, uh, lost more body fat and gained more muscle given all things being equal. So you know, estradiol is both anabolic and lipolytic, but it, but it's been a it's been a bad message that's come from uh, the bodybuilding world that you know you got to crush estrogen, you got to crush it. It's the, it's a bad hormone. It's bad hormone, and then nothing can be further from the truth. And it's it's actually hurt a lot more people than it's helped, in my opinion. Right, and and, and you know when you come to our clinic, not everybody uh, is is qualifies for uh, aromatase inhibitor, right, or we get a lot of people that come in from other clinics that have been, you know, seen by other physicians. They come back and their testosterone is, is, is normal, even though they're on hormone replacement, but they also, their estrogens dropped because what their compounding pharmacies are doing now are compounding the anastrozole inside of the testosterone itself. I couldn't believe so that. that. Somebody else just told me that. Yeah, there's no, there's no control of the estrogen of the, uh, I'm sorry, the anastrozole if you're taking it weekly with your injection. And, and we're like, well, you're feeling bad because your estrogen's dropped. Well, I have this compounded testosterone with the anastrozole in it. I'm like, well, that's not the, not, not the right thing to do. And then also a lot of people just don't need estrogen blockers. Some people will come back. Their testosterone is, you know, within the thousand range. Their estrogen's 70. They're not aromatizing. They have no symptoms of high estrogen. And we just keep, we just keep them off that. We don't need to touch it. But if they are sensitive, we want to make sure to keep it in the right balance and the right balance optimal levels are 20 to 40. Uh, some people could operate 50, 60, 70. Some people, if they touch a bottle. Okay, wait, wait, I want, to ask you, I want to ask you a question about that. So if I come into your clinic and I'm on HRT and I am at 60, that's, mm-hmm. it's, 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 is that picograms or nanograms a, a liter? What is that? Uh, nanograms. Okay. And I'm at 60 mm-hmm. nanograms, but I have no symptoms. I don't have tender nipples. I'm not holding water. I'm not complaining about anything at all. Would you say we need to lower your estradiol anyway? Or would you say, no, you're doing fine. We're going to leave you there. We would look at your SHBG as well, make sure it's not elevated or decreased. Uh, and if you're not having any symptoms, then no. Because let's be honest, some guys may operate with higher estradiol without any problems. And why Absolutely. rob them of that neurological protective immune system in- enhancing effect? Mm-hmm. And that's what I tell a lot of people when they come through the clinic is like, we're not treating labs. We're not trying to chase numbers. We're trying to treat symptoms, right? If we have a higher success rate for treating symptoms, you could chase numbers all day. You know, testosterone, estrogen, SHBG, progesterone, pregnenolone, DHEA. You could chase numbers all day. But if the outcome is not the relieving of the symptoms that these people are having, then we're not, it's not very successful. And that's what we're really good at is managing symptoms. Yes, we use the reference range as, as a, uh, a foundational point to make sure that they don't get elevated like PSA, uh, hematocrit hemoglobin, ALT, AST levels, right? We've got to monitor them very closely. Um, but like I said, somebody can come back. Somebody could function at 675 you know, nanograms of deciliter testosterone. Some people just can't. Some people could function at 1,200. Some people can't, mm-hmm. right? Everybody's different. So what we do 
is wellness by design, and that means we're creating a program specifically for them based on their symptoms. And, and like I said, the, the labs are a very good indicator point to monitor them through the process, but we're not chasing numbers. We're right. chasing symptoms. Right. That's a good point. So there's a yeah. – like so many things discovered in medicine, they're misnamed, right? So mm-hmm. they discovered um, nutritic uh, peptide um, – what is it? Uh, they, they uh, Brain – Nutritic peptide, BNP, was discovered in pig's brain. So they, mm-hmm. they said, oh, this is resident in the brain, and they called it that, and then they found out it's made by the heart, too. They discovered prostate-specific antigen in the prostate tissue, but then they found out it's in breast tissue of women, too. So they often mm-hmm. misname things. So there's something called leukemia inhibiting factor. It's a type of uh, immune um, uh, cytokine. And it is, uh, and they discovered that it kept people from developing leukemia. Those who had it didn't develop leukemia. Of the test subjects, those who didn't have it developed it. And so they naturally named it leukemia inhibiting factor, but it's also implicated in the development of rheumatoid arthritis now. Um, and it is one of the hormones, I mean, one of the cytokines that women, because of their robust immune system, uh, gets them into trouble with autoimmunity because it's one mm. of the most highly implicated uh, uh, immune uh, soldiers, if you will, that leads to autoimmunity. It's very, very interesting to me. And we see this in women that it's very protective, very, very mm-hmm. protective until something flips in the immune system. And you know like how they, they tag something with the red dot and the missile hits it? Well, your immune yeah. system is very similar. It decides that that tissue is evil and we got to get it. And that's when mm-hmm. this uh, LIF, leukemia inhibiting factor, seems to go awry. But it's something that protects women from a lot of diseases that men get and because we don't have as much of it. Isn't that interesting? Yeah, that's very interesting. I mean, there's a, there's a lot of inner workings with the immune system and it's very fascinating to, to, to learn about. Well, and the, the bottom line was after reading all this research, I was like, man, women have greater immune function and protective function from their immune system than men do. And, mm-hmm. and, and it's not necessarily because we have more testosterone. It's because they have more progesterone and estrogen than we do. It really comes down but to you all, do, you, do you think it's, it's the body's protection for them to carry offspring, right? If they get sick, of the course, offspring will get sick. Of course. Sick. In, in the hierarchy yeah. of evolution, they're more important than we are. They right. really are. Absolutely. Because look... You can have one deer, right? He can impregnate seven does and give seven offspring. So really the does are more important because mm-hmm. any any buck can go and impregnate seven, eight, 10, 15 does and there's seven, eight, 15 offspring, boom. So right. from an evolutionary perspective, because reprodu- reproduction and continuation of the species is critical, it's most important. You know, the, the real value is in the factory making the human, and that's right. women's bodies. So they're endowed with a lot more defense mechanisms than men are. So yeah, it makes, that makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah, it's kind of unfair. Like I said, I, I, when I was reading this research, I thought, you know, I think I'm going to start identifying as a woman for a while, at least until this COVID-19 thing is, is over. I'll get some extra yeah. protection. Um, it's going to be a while. 
any other pearls of, of wisdom you have as it relates to things that you've seen in in practice that shows that uh, women definitely fare better than men when it comes to these types of uh, viral outbreaks? Um, nothing that we can test for. You know, we're, we're just doing a basic kind of, horm- uh, not a hormonal panel, but, you know, um, immune panel. And it's just basic stuff, you know, basophils, eosinophils, uh, lymphocytes and stuff in that nature. We kind of go over it. We make sure that things aren't out of the range. If they are out of the range, you know, we get back to the doctor and we're just like, hey, listen, they have whatever the case may be up. And he might respond back that they're probably fighting an infection or they probably have something going on in their system. Uh, but we don't do an extensive test for immunity, um, you know, with that. So I don't really see a lot of correlation between the hormones and the immune panel um, from our lab work. Uh, because, you know, we're only testing the surface. I think if you test a little bit deeper, you might be able to see the correlation between the hormones and the, uh, and the immune system. Um, so, like I said, we only, we only brush on the surface because we're not, you know, we're not really one of those facilities that test for immune function, right? We're not immune doctors. We don't have immune doctors. And they, they do understand it, but they're more, you know, of the sexual hormone side. Well, do you have, uh, for instance, do you have... Uh women who have had asthma their whole lives and when they get on HRT the occurrence of their asthma subsides because that's another autoimmune uh, disorder mm-hmm. that seems to have a link to estrogen yeah I mean we have a lot of patients that come through that have Hashimoto's um, and then once we put them on hormones once we regulate their nutrition their diet we see the TPO thyroid peroxide antibody number decrease significantly so yes to your point once we put them on hormones, obviously they have some hormonal deficiencies. Uh, we concentrate on, on eliminating some of the inflammation markers that they might be having. Um, and then also, we also see the symptoms relief from that. And then, you know, we do at, at one point, we could ask the doctor to call for different markers like TPO, uh, T3, T4, whatever the, the case may be, to see if we could uh, eliminate a lot of the uh, lab values. Mm-hmm. Interesting. I want to take our last commercial break, and when we come back, I want to talk. I want to change the subject a little bit uh, to to vitamin D, because I wrote a blog uh, at the onset of this whole coronavirus thing that was pretty well researched. And I, I don't know if you saw the blog I wrote, but it's on the superhumanradio.net website, and it's uh, it talks about the link between sun exposure and coronavirus, and and the NIH actually knows about this because they published a study called the latitude effect about the country of Brazil and the spread of viruses. And we'll talk about Mm -hmm. that. But now there's a lot of uh, much better respected or well-respected physicians and scientists than I who have now come Mm -hmm. forth and said uh, we are seeing uh, uh, the effects of long-term vitamin D. uh, um, What's the word I'm looking for? Uh, low levels of vitamin D in the population not able to fight off this virus right now. And I think it's a very interesting perspective. So we'll talk about that when we come back. Stay tuned. P3OM uses a patented natural process to upgrade a well-researched probiotic strain that doubles every 20 minutes once inside your body. The patent proves this strain is proteolytic, meaning it digests protein. It's antiviral, antiretroviral. It eliminates pathogens and waste and is maintainable in the human digestive system. What it does better than any other strain is fight the bad guys, bugs like parasites, viruses, and other pathogens in your gut 
and it doesn't require refrigeration. If you suffer from bloating, indigestion, or you need extra protection from viruses, a.k.a. bad bacteria, then I'd suggest trying this super single-strain probiotic proven to wipe out the bad bacteria. Go to p3om.com slash shr to get a 10% discount with coupon code shr and free shipping on all products. That's p3, the letter O, M, forward slash shr. Quest Nutrition makes bars, cookies, chips, and pizzas out of complete dairy-based proteins. Our products minimize net carbs and sugar without sacrificing taste. Each delicious chocolate-flavored chip, cookie chunk, and crunchy crumble is custom-made to maintain Quest macros. It's time to enjoy foods that work for you, not against you. It's time to enjoy your Quest. These statements have not been evaluated by the FDA. This product is not intended to diagnose, treat, cure, or prevent any disease. Growing older. Sadly, for many, it can mean losing your independence and trading your home with a lifetime of memories for a bed in a lonely nursing home. But now there's Rejuvent, the science to resist aging. Each of us has two ages, a physical age and a biological one. We can't slow our physical age, but thanks to our breakthrough in longevity research, you can now take control of your biological age with Rejuvent Life Tabs, powered by Life AKG. Life AKG is critical for powering cellular energy, supporting detoxification, preserving DNA integrity, and lowering sources of oxidative stress. And that can mean more vitality and stamina in the years to come. Backed by over 20 years of research, Rejuvent is the science you need to resist aging. Rejuvent Life Tabs. It's about life. It's about health. It's about time. Hey, this is Carl. To learn more and save 10% off, go to GetRejuvent.com. That's G-E-T-R-E-J-U-V-A-N-T.com. Use the code SHR and get 10% off your first order. Check it out. You've heard about blood flow restriction training since 2006 on SHR, but you're still on the fence. Well, here's the push. BFR is more effective at building muscle than anabolic steroids. That's right. I went there, but it's because it's the truth. My experience with the B-Strong blood flow restriction system is proof to me. And now I'm asking myself why I waited so long. You'll see undeniable changes in the targeted muscles in days and weeks like nothing you've ever tried before. I will never stop using them. Give Be Strong a try. Go to bstrong.training forward slash super hyphen human and use code SHR for 10% off. Are you still on the fence about body protection complex BPC Oral from DrSeeds.com? Listen to Maggie Kuhn, one of the owners of the C-Bus Lifting Company, Jim, in Columbus, Ohio. I had been having some nagging tendon issues that weren't injuries, just, just things that were annoying. You know, I'm 58 years old, so just older tendon kind of issues. For us powerlifters, you know, we really don't stop training when we have just nagging issues. We just kind of keep pushing through. And I started the BPC. What I noticed was I was doing doing some heavy tricep stuff that um, that would have killed me um, before when I had an elbow problem, and I was able to do this with literally no pain at all. Go to drseeds.com, D-R-S-E-E-D-S.com. Use coupon code SHR and save 20% off your bottle of BPC Body Protection Complex today. Hey, this is Carl. For 14 years, you've heard me talk about Can-C eye drops, and they being the reason that I do not need reading glasses at now 61 years old. But I regularly get emails and messages from people who've been using Can-C and 
been having some amazing results. Recently, I got an email from a fellow named Chad, who, because he was on dexamethasone eye drops for over six months, developed a cataract. Can see eye drops actually reduce my cataract to the point where even my doctor has a hard time finding it. I will never stop using can see eye drops twice a day. I've been using them since 2008, he says. And you should be too. There is no better way to keep your eyes healthy and seeing clearly than can see eye drops. Go to wisechoicemedicine.com today and get on board and we will both be looking into the future with very clear vision. This is the Superhuman Channel, where we use oxygen for the power of good. Welcome back. I want to talk about uh, coronavirus specifically for a second. So I, I wrote a blog a couple weeks ago. I released it on a Monday, I believe. And I talked about uh, some research that I... So I started pulling from a string, right? LL37 has been shown to um, reduce the transcription of certain retroviruses. And, and this is a retrovirus. A retrovirus, for those of you who don't know, is a virus that... Um, harnesses an enzyme called reverse transcriptase to actually take your DNA and put a blueprint of the virus into your DNA so that every cell starts to produce the virus. And that's why it's so overwhelming. That's why it goes from, you know, you're sick and then it just overwhelms your body because it just, it just so much of it is produced so quickly. And HIV, mm-hmm. Ebola, SARS, these are all retroviruses and there's others. And they looked at LL37 and in fact, LL37 had an effect on stopping the replication of retroviruses. But then when you dig deeper, you find out that um, it's not the LL37 at all. So LL37 is a downstream metabolite of coleocalciferol, a 25-hydroxy OHD. Uh, So when they started to tease these numbers out, they found out that they did one study with people with sepsis and... They gave them bolus doses of that D3, 200,000 IUs, one shot, tracked it. They looked at their blood work for like 10 days. At the fifth day, it had peaked. And the survival rate was more closely tied to circulating 25-hydroxy-D than it was LL37. So then they did another study where they gave varying doses of D, looked at uh, and these are all on my blog. If you go to superhumanradio.net, you'll see uh, down at the bottom of the page, it says urgent, the uh, the connection between uh, sun exposure and, and coronavirus. And so then they, they looked and they saw, wow, uh, the placebo group had a higher rise of LL37 than the, the middle dose group. And the middle dose and the high dose group had the highest elevations of unbound 25-OHD, and that's where the mm-hmm. magic was in that study. So then, you know, I started thinking about it. I thought, well, if this is true, then we should see something from populations that live in the sun more than we do. Mm-hmm. And sure enough, the NIH did a study about the country of Brazil, because Brazil is long, but it's about the same land mass as the United States. And the top of it is literally on the equator, and the bottom of it is pretty far away from the equator. Mm-hmm. And we all know that viruses spread most rapidly in areas of dense population, hence big cities. All the mm-hmm. big cities are in northern Brazil. All the rural areas 
are in southern Brazil because these are better growing climates because they're not scaldingly hot, sunny climates like the desert. They're, they 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 have cooler weather down there, you, you know, uh, rains down there, and so on and so forth. So you would expect that viruses would occur and be transmitted to a greater degree in the north where the big cities are, but that's not the way it is. There are greater occurrences of the viruses in the south where it's further from the sun, but it's also sparsely populated. This doesn't mean that this is crazy. So without saying it's the sun, the NIH did a great study called uh, Brazil and Viruses, the Latitude Effect. Now look, it has nothing to do with latitude, the, the, the virus doesn't know that you're closer to this parallel than that parallel. But what the virus does know is it doesn't like vitamin D, and there's more vitamin D in the sun. Right, yeah. So I wrote this piece, and I sent it around. And, you know, it got some comments, and it got some play. Now, all of a sudden, I just got – somebody just texted me another one. I didn't get it up there. But this – a buddy of mine just texted me this from a from – a, uh, this is actually a journal by a, a, f- a famous doctor, uh, David Page, uh, mm. you know, CDC action to treat the long-ignored global pandemic of vitamin D deficiency. That, that, that's why this, this, uh, this virus is actually uh, progressing uh, so, so much. And I thought it was very interesting because when you think about it, these, uh, these, these uh, dermatologists are telling us to stay out of the sun. Everybody's slathering themselves with sunblock. What, mm-hmm. what has happened in our skin for millions of years all of a sudden isn't happening. We're all vitamin D deficient. And we become – these viruses are opportunistic and we become great hosts for these viruses because we don't have those high levels of 25-hydroxy. And if you're afraid of the sun, I get it. You're confused about skin cancer. You don't understand that skin cancer actually comes from your diet. Right. Then, then, just, yep. then just take vitamin D. Take 10,000 IUs of vitamin D a day. Mm-hmm. I mean, I get I get it all the time because I'm on the baseball field, you know, hours and hours on end, and I don't I don't wear a hat. <laughs> I wear sunglasses. I always protect my eyes, but I don't wear any sunblock. And the parents are like, "You're not wearing any sunblock." I'm like, "Nope." They're like, "You're gonna get skin cancer." I'm like, "No chance." And they're like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "It starts from your diet. It doesn't start. The sun doesn't directly give you skin cancer." They don't you know get that. Mean? No. Then they're like, "Well, you need to wear sunblock." I'm like, "Why would I want to put toxins directly into my skin?" You know what I mean? Because if you look at the back of a, a sunscreen. There's so much garbage in the back of there. It's like I can't even pronounce half the stuff. Why do I want to put it on my skin? People don't think you know they're I mean? absorbing that, I guess. No, no. And, I, you know, I get a nice brown color because I'm Italian, you know, so I enjoy the tan with it as well. Um, but even though that I do stay in the sun a lot coaching baseball, uh, when I do get my lab work back, nine times out of ten, I'm still D deficient. Right. And you know why that is, right? Because of the, uh, the skin. Well, because of the skin and because – so we we – you and I and our people, we evolved under constant exposure to -hmm. the sun. And so Mm -hmm. as an evolutionary protection measure, we we develop more melanin in the skin to protect us from burning, but we also carry more uh, uh, vitamin D binding protein to Mm -hmm. get the D out of our systems quicker. I mean, I remember one summer I was laying out at the beach at the beach, at the pool, uh, continuously, and my twenty, my twenty five oh eight G levels were only like thirty six. And right. Elisa yes, says to me, fine. "How could that be?" And I said, "Because my people were exposed to the sun so much that we manage it. We manage it. 
we we actually have components to keep it down because otherwise it would get too high. Right. Yeah. And that's why I supplement with, uh, well, obviously vitamin D. But when I used to work at my other clinic, we used to extensively test for vitamin D. I'll probably say 75% people came back that were D deficient, right? Even though they were in the sun, you know, construction workers, um, you know, lawn maintenance people, they were still D deficient. Um, you know, we're like, hey, you need vitamin D. Well, I'm in the sun all the time. I'm like, it's not working. You know what I mean? Or what happens is somebody will lay out in the sun. Right when they get back in the, in, inside, they go ahead and take a shower. Now you're wash washing it all, it all off. off. Right. Exactly. Wash it all off. So they think, oh, I was outside for 20, 30 minutes. I got a nice you know, coat. I'm going to go take a shower, and then my vitamin D levels will be good, but it doesn't work that way. And that's probably, now that I think about it, that's probably why my D levels didn't get high, because I would jump in the pool. I'd lay in the sun. Mm-hmm. I'd jump in the pool. I'd, I'd lay in the sun. I'd go upstairs and shower. So the D that was right. manufactured never had a chance to really get into my skin. Right. Yeah. But, uh, no. you know, t- t- taking vitamin D and probably vitamin A along with it, real vitamin A. By the way, retinol has been implicated in protecting against skin cancer. Mm-hmm. Protecting against mm-hmm. skin cancer. They, they There was a, a study done, I can't quote it, but I do remember that when they looked at the most aggressive melanomas, they found these people had virtually no real vitamin A in their skin. When they looked at people who were exposed to a lot of sun but never developed any melanomas, they had high levels of retinol, vitamin A, in their skin. And see, my frustration with this whole discussion about skin cancer is doctors aren't stupid. A doctor could tell you, oh, yeah, beta carotene will protect you from getting skin cancer. And if you'd ask him, well, how could something I'm eating, doc, protect me from getting skin cancer? He'd explain to you, well, the beta, the carotenoids get into your skin and they protect your DNA from sun exposure. But they don't take the, the, the one more step forward and say, which means there are some things in your diet that probably can promote skin cancer. Well, absolutely. Of Inflammation course. Food. Of course. Yeah. Who knows what all these artificial uh, colors, artificial uh, preservatives, artificial this, artificial that in our diet, they, they could be... You know, no one has done this study. I just talked about this this week, and I know I'm probably repeating myself for people who listen to the show in, you know, continuously, but it has to be repeated. When, a, when is somebody going to do a, a, a skin cancer study and uh, actually look at the photoreactivity of different ingredients in foods and go, oh, my God, did you know that, you know, I don't know, pick, pick something that's in food that we don't want, you know, uh, mm-hmm. actually – Increase the rate of skin cancer in these rodents. It's like, oh, wow. So eating that increases skin cancer. But no one does that. They look at what prevents skin cancer in the diet, but they don't look at mm-hmm. what what enhances skin cancer in the diet. Right. Now, look at the caveman. The caveman ran around all the time in the sun. Do you think any caveman died from cancer? Mm-hmm. Not that I know. Do you know of any of that? No. I mean, but I doubt that they died of skin cancer. You're right. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. You know what I mean? So... You know, cancer starts from the inside out. It doesn't start from the outside in. You know what I mean? Yeah. So take your vitamin D if you're worried about coronavirus. So I, I went to the gym today, and I posted on Facebook laughingly, the gym is empty. I can get used to this coronavirus thing. You know, because it, mm-hmm. like, it was like it was like my own gym. And there are people telling me they should close the gym, uh, wait until you touch a barbell from somebody else who – so, so I want to want to make one other point, and I want people to remember that I said this. Okay, I want people to remember that I said this. 
So probably six months or a year from now, we're going to find out that there are a large number of people in our population that actually had the coronavirus but never developed any symptoms at all because something in their body stopped the replication. Like that's that the 25 hydroxy has been shown in HIV to stop the replication of the virus. Think about that. Okay. Mm -hmm. So there's a large number of people out there who will be exposed to coronavirus, but won't get sick. There's a, there's even already, we're seeing a population who are exposed to it and don't develop symptoms. They, they get a little wheezing in the chest. That's it. And it goes away. If I wish we could test everybody, I Mm -hmm. wish we could, you know why? Because if we could test everybody, see right now we're only testing the people that are symptomatic and dying. But if Mm -hmm. we could test everybody, even asymptomatic people, what we'll find out is, oh my God, 600 million people had coronavirus, but only 18,000 died. Oh, wait a minute. The death rate, the mortality rate is less than 1%. Because we're not testing people who were exposed to it, probably contracted it, but don't get sick from it, we're not really seeing the real mortality rate. You know, it was like that study they did on testosterone. They took all these guys that had uh, angiograms done. Why do you do an angiogram on somebody? Because they have a heart problem. They put them on Mm -hmm. testosterone, and a bunch of them had second heart attacks. They blamed it on the testosterone. If you take a sick population and you give them vitamin C, a bunch of them are going to have heart attacks again, and then you're going to go, oh, it was the vitamin C. So let's look right. at let's look at everybody. Let's test everybody. For all I know, I could have coronavirus, but I'm not getting sick from it. Wouldn't you want to know right. that? And but that would actually dilute the mortality rate. All of a sudden, the mortality rate will go from one percent down. Don't forget NIH, right. the NIH N one H one virus. How many millions? No, how many tens of thousands of people did that kill? Nobody cared about that. We still don't care about that. Better yet, do you know, Ronnie, how many people died of the seasonal flu from October of last year to the end of February? A lot more than the coronavirus. 12,000. 12,000 people died just from the regular old flu in the past five months. Like, Mm -hmm. oh, so should we we, got to close the gym for the flu? Should, wait a minute, maybe mm-hmm. we should just live in plastic bags. People are stupid right now. I'm not saying that this coronavirus isn't killing people. And I'm not saying it doesn't have a high mortality rate on old people like me, by the way. I'm in that mm-hmm. age bracket where they say it's going to kill me, just for the record. But what I am saying is it's not as deadly as we think it is, and we completely ignore, ignore things that are way more deadly than the coronavirus, like uh, uh, type 2 diabetes. It took your words right out of my mouth. The number one killer of of people today is heart disease, and it's a byproduct of type 2 diabetes. Absolutely. But you don't see people cutting out the candy and the sugar and getting off their fat asses and working a little bit. No. No. Right. You know know what's interesting, too, is I was in the gym this morning, and to your point, there was nobody in there, which is great. Um, And I I go to a pretty meathead gym, you know, so even they're scared. And they had a bottle of Lysol wipes on the counter. And the guy was talking to me about, oh, somebody brought these in, you know, obviously to disinfect everything. And I turned the bottle over and I read the label and it had the human coronavirus on it already. And I was like, there's no way that, the, you know, the companies real quick produced more labels and added human coronavirus on there. So it had to be on there for years. We just never paid attention to it, which was scary. The guy was like, wow, well, I never knew that. Coronavirus has been around for a very long time, but it's always been just like a flu. That's all it's ever been. It didn't have this mortality rate that we have with this new this variation. COVID 
uh, COVID-19 stands for coronavirus ID-19. This is mm. like the 19th mutation of the coronavirus. Yeah, yeah. You know, people ask me, are you scared of this? And I'm like, listen, I was a fireman. I worked through Ebola, Zika, SARS. I didn't get any of that stuff. And I was directly exposed to those with our patients. You know what I mean? So I'm not worried about it at all. You know what I mean? Plus, our immune systems are pretty, pretty good. I think the more you expose, and that's the other thing. If you go to the gym and you sit in somebody else's sweat, you're, you're basically uh, increasing the, uh, the vocabulary of your immune system to things that it wasn't ready for before. Right. So, Someone told me that on one barbell or one dumbbell in the gym is equivalent to as much as uh, bacteria as a toilet seat. And I just started laughing. I heard I toilet seats was- are actually clean. The Penn, right. Penn and Teller, Penn and Teller used to do that show on HBO where yeah. they would bit, butt, miss. Yeah, and they and they swabbed the toilet seats in public restrooms, and they and there was like vir- virtually no bacteria on them. Because remember, right. what's hitting the toilet seat? The cheeks of your ass. Mm-hmm. You don't. You know, it's not yeah. the it's not where the business is happening. It's the cheeks of your ass. But I did see those air uh, dryers. They accumulate more bacteria and fecal matter than actually the, the toilet seat itself. Sure, because they conde- – it's the same. So Dr. Oz once said on his show, if you're worried about getting sick in the plane, aim the air jet at your face. Mm-hmm. And I thought to myself, is he stupid? Because that's recirculated air. If anything, that air is being picked up in the bathroom where somebody's taking a dump, the guy who's sneezing in the back, and that, and you're pointing all of that condensed air into your face. It's not coming from outside. It's not like you're opening the window. It's the same mm-hmm. dirty, funky air that's all around you, except it's compressed into a stream. Main line right to your nose. Yeah. Yeah, if you want to exactly. smell the fart that the lady made in, in 23B, just aim that at your face. Yeah. It'll be here in a little while. That's yeah. all. You might not be hot. You know, you're stinky, though. <laughs> yeah. Anyway. All but right. the bottom line of the show is stay healthy, keep your hormones where they belong, and you mm-hmm. will get better protect- protection against stuff like this where you won't have to worry as much as all your friends when they're going loony. And why is everybody buying toilet paper? This isn't dysentery. <laughs> it doesn't give you the craps. Huh? Yeah, water too. Like it's gonna get in the water system. Yeah, you know, it's an airborne virus. But I mean, what do you what do you need all that toilet paper for? These people are. They, it's like pneumonia. You lay in bed and you and you and you have labored breathing. You don't. You're not pooping all the time. It reminds me here in Florida. Once the news says hurricane, everybody goes to the store and they buy everything. Even though they don't know it's gonna hit you, they just go in mass hysteria. They buy all the water, all the toilet paper, all the meats. It's it's pretty funny. I'm it's just I'm, massive I'm worried about the human race right now. Yeah, the, the level of the, the lack of uh, critical thinking in our population today is more scary than the coronavirus or anything else. Yeah. All right, Ronnie. Yeah, have a great weekend, brother. You too, my my friend. I'll talk to you soon. Thanks okay. for having me on. Okay, and we'll see everybody Monday uh, with more Superhuman Radio. Thank you for watching today, and uh, have a great and safe weekend. Go to the gym. Don't be afraid. <laughs>